Quavius, Quavo, what are you doing, my guy? Why are you being Iggy Azalea's savior? I know she needs a savior. Why are you the one to put on your cape and fly, Superman? You're doing good out here. Stop saturating your sound, big guy. You're, you're at your highest stock right now. When you are in high demand like Quavo is and you are the head honcho of the Migos, the biggest group in the world, you do not facilitate for someone who is in the lowest demand possible like Iggy Azalea. How much bread did she have to cut you for this feature for you to lose your integrity? I don't care if this beat was hitting, I get it. It's the new Caribbean smooth fly, I wanna go on vacation type of beat. And it does go hard, your hook does go hard. But why her? She's not gonna make a comeback. The court of popular opinion has already made their decision on Iggy Azalea. She is a culture vulture, you never come back from that. She does not have any respect for hip-hop and you standing next to her makes you look crazy in the light Quavo and I don't get why Quavo doesn't have someone over his shoulder going hey don't do that this is a really bad idea I just don't get how Quavo is gonna be off his second album in a row called culture where he rhymes culture with vulture every other song and he's gonna turn around and make a single with the biggest culture vulture in the industry. Is he blind? Does he just not give a fuck? Is he a culture vulture himself? This opens the floor for some different discussions. All at the sacrifice of what? Maybe getting a hit out of it in certain markets, but probably not. This thing is definitely not going to impact the culture. Even if it hits hard, people are going to act like it doesn't. It might cross over into pop territory. And if that's where you want to go, Quavo, then let that be you. But culture might just not be your thing now. I know I'm being overdramatic. I know I'm being theatrical. I know I'm doing the most. But guess what? That's what you are up here doing. You are tuned into the most podcast with Kyle Norris. That is a working title. But for right now, we're doing the most. That's what we're going to call it. And we're going to keep it pushing. Today is February 1st. It is a Thursday. I am so happy that the month of January is finally over. I feel like 2018 is just now getting started. And what do we kick it off with, man? A fucking Iggy Azalea singer that we did not need featuring Quavo. The song is titled Savior and the irony is Iggy Azalea is looking for a savior in her career at this point and she thinks that Quavo is the guy. Is Quavo the guy? What do you think? Does this song slap? Is Iggy Azalea a culture vulture? Am I bugging? Is, is Quavo just taking the bag and this song doesn't mean too much? Is it a pop crossover hit? Is it going to impact the culture? What do you think? I think the shit's actually a pretty good hook and i do like this kind of beat and i really wish it went towards someone else there's a million rappers i'd rather hear on this why not give the shit to cardi b cardi b needs a caribbean hit like this but i digress man i'm gonna transition into the next segment let's get this shit popping dog
it up, Anchor. I am in the whip, and you know what we do in the whip. We talk sports. Now, yesterday, as I told you, I took the Cleveland Cavaliers minus two against LeBron's old squad, the Miami Heat. Now, I took into consideration that, yes, there's a bunch of drama going on with Isaiah Thomas. Yes, the Kevin Love injury just happened, and, of course, there are trade talks, so there are so many distractions for the Cavs. They're really not playing that well. And I took all that into consideration, and I figured, of course, that is why Vegas also made the spread very close. But I figured the Cavs are a much better team. They have enough firepower to put the bullshit aside. LeBron's going to get the job done. And I wasn't wrong. The Cavs did win, but they only won by two, which means I pushed. I didn't make any money, but I didn't lose any, which at this point in the week is pretty much a W for me. Um... Anyway, I know the fucking Knicks got blown out last night against the Celtics without Kyrie Irving, which is pretty disappointing. I would like to have stolen a game against them, but Teddy Rozier basically filled Kyrie's shoes and played as good as you could possibly imagine against us, so that fucking sucks. Anyway, that's enough NBA coverage. I pro- This is going to be my last podcast until the Super Bowl, so I guess this is my last chance to give my prediction so that I have um, my prediction on wax here. Um, Like I said, I'm a Giants fan, so the idea of having the Eagles win makes me sick to my fucking stomach, and nobody wants to see Tom Brady win another Super Bowl, although if I had to pick, I would choose the Patriots, but I still don't want to see that, so it's really a lose-lose for me in this situation, but I'm going to put all biases aside here because I am a gambling man. And I'm, I'm not going to get into the prop bets because I haven't opened the book and to take a look at those yet. But what I do think is the Patriots tend to get off to slow starts in the Super Bowl. They haven't even scored in the first quarter of the Super Bowl in the Brady-Belichick era. So I do like the Eagles coming out hot with their, with their strong defensive line. I think they're going to get to Brady and they're going to disrupt him. I'm going to bet on the Philadelphia Eagles winning the first half. Now, of course, Tom Brady is going to make his comeback, so I'm going to take the Patriots' second half, and I think it is going to end up being a close one with the Patriots doing what the Patriots do. Tom Brady with the clutch drive down the stretch. I'm predicting a final score of around 28-24 to 24 for in favor of the Patriots. Now, what does this mean for the landscape of the NFL? I think that for the most part, the biggest takeaway will be the Eagles played hard. The Eagles have a really good, promising roster, and um, they have a bright future, and I think that this will not be their only trip to the Super Bowl, especially with a better quarterback and Carson Wentz coming back. So that makes me cringe to say it out loud that the Eagles have a promising future and they're going to be back at the Super Bowl, but that's what's going to happen. Now, I don't think that the Patriots will be back. I think that even though this is a successful season and they're going to win the Super Bowl, that doesn't necessarily mean that everything is going according to the plan. I I think that the, the Belichick and Brady drama is true because the Patriots are so good at keeping secrets, and if they haven't been able to keep that drama out of the locker room and it broke into the media, that means it must be really serious. So I think that... I don't know how it's going to happen, but I think that there will be a Belichick-Brady breakup, and if there isn't, the chemistry will be off next year, and they won't be back in the Super Bowl because their roster really isn't that valid. But this will be their last hoorah. I think that they're going to get this last Super Bowl, get it out of their system, and and 
I, I think they're done. This is it. So, yeah, 28-24 Patriots in a comeback victory. I got the Eagles in the first half. And um, I got the Eagles becoming a small dynasty for the next couple years, which... Uh, and um, my prediction for tonight in the NBA, I'm not done with NBA coverage. Actually, I have the Rockets beating the Spurs. I took them minus one. Hopefully, I could actually finesse a W this time. Um, I think that that is a lock. The Spurs are really not a great regular season team, especially when playing against teams on their level of competition. I think that um, the Rockets' pace and the Rockets' youth might be a little too much for San Antonio to handle tonight. It's kind of a home game for either team in Texas with um, the interstate showdown. So, yeah, uh, James Harden coming off that game. I think he's going to stay hot. and He's going to get me the bag, man. Give me, give me that bread, James Harden, so I can have inventory for the Super Bowl. So what you just heard are the sounds of struggle rapper Troy Av admitting that he is going to snitch on podcast legend Tack Stone. In case you didn't pick up on those trash-ass bars, I will quote them for you. Uh, Troy Ave says, I'm only loyal to my fam, middle finger from the stand, it's either me or you, end quote. And he's being pretty direct here, he's not trying to be subliminal, he is rapping in his lyrics that he is going to snitch on Tack Stone, and somehow he's trying to glorify it and make it cool. This, I guess this is where we're at with how delusional Troy Ave is, that he thinks that bragging about snitching is the move in 2018 in hip-hop. Now, just a disclaimer here, I'm going to have my tap dancing shoes on when I'm talking about this case and when I'm talking about Tack Stone, because Tack Stone is someone who has influenced me heavily. The only reason I'm even recording this podcast and the only reason this is a passion point for me is because of Tack Season, the Tack Stone podcast. If you haven't heard it, you should check it out. The dude is a fucking genius. The dude is hilarious. I've almost modeled a whole part of my sense of humor based on what he has done with his platform. So this whole thing really upsets me. For context, for those who may not know, Tack Stone is locked up right now. For uh, He was indicted for second-degree murder and uh, felony possession of a firearm because of a 2016 shooting at Irving Plaza. Um, Tack Stone allegedly shot Troy Ave and hospitalized him and also um, allegedly murdered his bodyguard, Banga. Now, I want to be sensitive towards the death of Banga because I've only heard good things about him and I've seen uh, interviews with Trife Gangsta, his brother, and uh, my condolences to his family and all that. It sucks that a life had to get lost out of this. But with that being said, man, these jokes are still going to fly at Troy Ave. I'm not going to hold back because I feel it is my responsibility as someone who is so inspired by Tax Stone that I feel like I should use my platform to carry on what Tax would be using his platform for if he was here. Because if Tax was here right now, he'd be all over Tax season, absolutely clowning on Troy Ave and making him look like an absolute loser. If he was on social media right now, the jokes would be fucking everywhere if he was on the outside looking in. But unfortunately, it's him that's getting snitched on. So I guess the only reason why I'm really covering this story is because I want to clown on Troy Ave, but 
he almost makes it too easy to joke on him at this point. Like, it's almost like on some Donald Trump shit where, like, the jokes kind of write themselves. Like, you came up with uh, with this drug dealer persona coming out of Brooklyn, the dude that's, like, supposed to be bringing New York nostalgic feelings back. He's dissing all these weirdo rappers for doing drugs. He's the whole, like, you know, I don't do drugs, I sell them type of guy. Fucking badass, hardcore gangster dude. And now here we are in 2018, and you're bragging about snitching on the record. And you're bragging about getting shot because you didn't have your gun on you. I mean, this is this is this whole thing is really pathetic, and um, I thought I was gonna have more jokes, but I ended up getting more upset because the more news that comes out about this, the more upset I get that tax can't come out and speak on it, and the, then I just start to get real big picture. Like, damn, I'm, I might not ever be able to um, listen to new episodes of Tax Season, which is just always a big part of my week. Like, to open SoundCloud on the day that the podcast would drop. And and um, just know that I had laughs coming my way. So uh, free my guy Taxstone, man. Um, I'm a I'm a pour up for my dude, and um, hopefully hopefully someone does something to change Troy Ab's mind in court, if you know what I mean. So yeah, free tax.